Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. On a mission to change the way consumers purchase glasses, GlassesUSA.com was created on one simple belief. Eyewear shouldn't break the bank. It's the smart way to buy glasses. GlassesUSA.com allows consumers to purchase eyewear from the convenience of their own home and offers a wide variety of high-quality frames and lenses at affordable prices and with no risk. And these aren't generic frames. These are brands like Ray-Ban, Oakley, Tom Ford, and Calvin Klein. So head on over to GlassesUSA.com, use promo code ALMIGHTY, that's promo code A-L-M-I-G-H-T-Y, and get 55% off any pair of glasses at checkout. Again, GlassesUSA.com, promo code ALMIGHTY. want to do bad things. That's real, yo. That's real at all, man. The more money you make, the more problems you get. And jealousy and envy is, is something that comes with the territory, man. A lot of people, it's just negative energy, like my man Puff say. What country you from? What? What ain't no country I ever heard of. They speak English and what? What? English, mother... Do you speak it? Man, you've been doing all this dope producing. You ain't had a chance to show them what time it is. So what you want me to do? Welcome to the Spurs Cast, the original San Antonio Spurs podcast. Okay, you guys ready? I mean, if they get eliminated in game six, you could always... Yeah. I think it might happen, by the way, but yeah, let's go on. Congratulations, you have arrived at episode, episode 444 of the Spurs cast, the original San Antonio Spurs podcast, brought to you, of course, by ProjectSpurs.com. I'm your host, Ryan McCallum, reporting to you live from my podcast suite slash studio, high above the city of Austin, and uh, I look to my west, and I look to my east, and I see two gentlemen joining the show today. To my west, I see, as always, Mr. Jose Grijalva, and to the right, way right, I see Mr. Benjamin Bornstein. Guys, how are you doing today? Phenomenal. Uh, I'm okay, but remember, now we're a radio show, bro. So we're the number, one, the number one radio show on the planet. Yeah, we're no longer the P word. We're where, the R word. Where can they, uh, where can they get us? Dash radio. radio. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Of course you did. Well, what's going on? Is this real? Is anything real anymore? <laughs> Is this real life? Does anything really matter anymore? And, you know, the people who are asking themselves that have got to be Spurs pundits, man, because I did not see that coming. I, I didn't think that they were going to sweep Memphis, but, man, to lose the two games on the road in, in pretty dramatic fashion. Of course, it took everything Memphis had uh, to, to pull out that win, the last win. Last second shot by Marcus Allen in overtime. An incredible performance by the Spurs to get to overtime. 
But uh, man, what a what a horrible loss, and a couple of losses there in a row where the Spurs just started to look disinterested, and then by the time they turned it on, it was a little bit too late. Of course, Kawhi was was amazing, but you know, Ben, what did you see in that game that that just turned you off? This, oh my goodness, there were a lot of things that turned me off, but uh, the the here's from our own Paul Garcia. All right, here's here's a stat we sh- everybody should know. In 74 minutes in games three and four, when Kawhi Leonard was on the floor, Spurs were plus 7.3. When Kawhi was off the floor, which was only 27 minutes, they were a negative 41.4. Yeah. That is absolutely insane and inexcusable. You That's cannot be that terrible when Kawhi Leonard's off the floor. Yes, there's going to be a drop-off, but you cannot have... Uh, an avalanche-like drop-off. It's unacceptable. Yeah, I agree. I mean, Jose, what what about you? I mean, what did you see other than that that uh, that just killed you? I mean, without Kawhi, they were nothing. Huh? Yeah, and I feel for Kawhi because uh, th- there's plenty of uh, Spurs fans who have told me, well, you know, uh, the burden's not that big because Timmy went through the same thing, especially like in 03 and 04. But we got to remember, that's why the Spurs tended to per- – they would tend to protect Duncan. If you remember, if they would go four down every play, they would have a Rasha to help him out or a Malik Rose or a David Robinson to play that defensive guy. Now it's Danny Green, but at the same time, he still has to play against Mike Conley. And Mike Conley is not guarding him on the other side of the floor. So that makes it really difficult for Kawhi. And like how Ben was saying with Paul Stats, it's, it's, it's really, you know, it's really weird that, that this one guy is really holding them you know, afloat with seven points and then it's negative 40 or whatever uh, the stat was when he's not on the floor. I, again, I, I don't – it's really dumbfounding. I, I, I did not expect something like that. Again, the burden is really on Kawhi to be that defensive stopper and at the same time be that offensive guy. Uh, like how I, I mentioned it before you press the record button. I really think the Spurs could be out in the first round if this keeps up because one guy cannot be playing 48 minutes on both sides of the floor. That's that's illogical. You can't expect the guy to be playing at that pace, especially if they get out of the first round. Then you're yeah. going to be telling Kawhi to be that guy against the Rockets or the Thunder or against the Warriors in the Western Conference Finals. Uh, it, it's too much of a burden. Yeah, I, would I will say the one thing, at least if they do get out of this round and they play a Rockets or they play an OKC there should be more help on defense, especially if they end up playing in OKC, because outside of Russell Westbrook, there is no one. So there should be a lot of help defensive defense-wise in that series. But to bring it back to the one being played right now, the thing that dumbfounds me the most is how little Bertans is playing. He has played, and he's appeared in three of the four games, and he's played 29 minutes. This seems like a guy who would be perfect for the situation. He can defend well enough, both as in as a big man and if needed on the perimeter. And he brings spacing to the offense, which Dwayne Dedman does not, which is why he hasn't been playing very many minutes. I understand that. That's fine. You can only go with a defense-only guy for so many minutes. But... Bertans needs time. There's no way around it. And I think that's been a very poor adjustment by the Spurs right now. You, you want to say pop? Just say pop. I mean, put it on pop. Well, so that would be your adjustment, Ben? That that one adjustment that you think that could change the series? 
I think, yeah, I think, I think, I think there are a few other ones, but that would be the major one that Bertans needs more playing time. What about you, Ryan? Uh, I, you know, I think I'd love to see Deadman play a little bit more. I, I think Bertans, I mean, Bertans a nice little addition. And, and by the way, did you just take over as host? What a sly move, man. This guy's <laughs> asking all the questions now. Uh, I, you know, I think that it's more than just that. I, I look, I hate to like keep putting this on, on the old guys, but you know, Tony Parker's having a nice little series and you look over to the other, you know, member of the form of big three. How does Manu Ginobili have zero points for the series? I mean, zero like goose egg in four games. That's unbelievable. I mean, he's played 60 minutes in those four games. Uh, I think he shot the ball 15 times and he hasn't made a single basket yet. First off, 15 shots across four games is really, really low for Manu. And I know he's being asked to be a facilitator, and he's doing that to some extent. I mean, he's got eight assists in the series, and he's rebounding the ball okay. I mean, but that's it's like two rebounds a game. Manu's giving him nothing. And when you count on that guy um, like they have, you know, to bring the ball up, to kind of be a steady hand, to be in a leadership role, and Manu's scoring nothing, man, that's like – I don't know that's not very articulate, but you know that's that's a, a serious problem. I mean, you, you stop once you stop, um, you know, Kawhi, or, and, and they're not really stopping Kawhi, but you know, Kawhi's doing his thing, and then Lamarcus Aldridge is having a whole hum game, and then Tony Parker's having a pretty good game, and then Danny Green's doing it in spurts. I mean, the rest of the team is not stepping up, and that includes Manu Ginobili. And then you look over there at the Memphis Grizzlies, and you know their guys are hustling, and they're putting it on, especially starting in Game Three. He's, the differentiation between the Spurs and all of their championships and, and Memphis and, and their zero starts becoming, you know, less and less. There's not that big of a difference between those two teams if you can't get scoring out of Manu Ginobili and guys like Danny Green. Well, that, that's the reason I took over that question because I'll I'll I'll, I'll basically mush both of your ideas up together. I'll eat them and we'll see what comes out. And what will come out, of course, is I think small ball. I think they need to go small, uh, start Patty at the two, Danny Green at the three, Kawhi at the four, Aldridge at the five. That That's the only way I think that you get Zebo off the floor because both him and Gasol are just dominating inside. They don't have a Tiago splitter anymore who can sort of bump and grind with them. So I, I think that's the only way to get that, you know uh, Zebo off the floor. Those two dominant guys against the Spurs, you sort of break them up. Like Ben was saying, you bring Bertans in off the bench. You bring Gasol off the bench. Ginobili, I think that'll open up opportunities for Ginobili to be more, uh, to to contribute more on the offensive end. But but I think that's what you need to do. You need to go small uh, because and I've had I brought it up on on Twitter. And the one number one thing that people have been telling me is, but they're going to dominate them in the paint. They've been doing that anyways. I think they just needed an advantage. You go small. Now you're going to depend on Zebo to guard Kawhi Leonard. It's going to be a no contest in that. You take him off the floor, and the Spurs can dominate on the offensive end. That's really been their problem, that they haven't been matching uh, those points. So I say go small, play Bertans, forget David Lee, let him, let him rest until the next series where he can be, uh, play an active role. Two things. One, if you're going to play more bump and grind, you need a lot more R. Kelly, too. I was, two, I was waiting for that. That's what I'm here for. Uh, two... I really like that idea, and I completely agree with Jose because Spurs have been getting beaten up in the paint. You might as well say, okay, screw it. We've already been losing that battle. Let's go win a different battle 
on another, you know, on another part of the court and let's win that by a larger margin. And I think you can do that by going smaller. Like Jose said, um, I don't even know if I would continue to give Manu minutes because he has just, he's gotten open looks. It's not like he's been taking bad shots and missing them or, you know, having really stupid turnovers. It's just, he's been missing open shots and he's just been bad. So at some point, you have to say, okay, Patty Mills is going to get more minutes here. Danny Green is going to get more minutes here. And we'll play we'll play that really small uh, backcourt of Parker Mills Green and go Kawhi at four and maybe even David Lee at five at times. But, you know, start with LaMarcus Aldridge and see what you can get out of those guys and try and get LaMarcus Aldridge going. Well, they tried to do that that last game. That was evident. The the amount of play that LaMarcus Aldridge was getting was pretty dramatic, you know, an uptick from other games. So, it, you know, the way that they're losing it, we're talking about offensively, um, you know, the Spurs having some challenges. But, you know, how about Memphis and their point guard play, you know, out of both of them, Conley and Harrison too. Is this another case of the Spurs getting outplayed uh, from the point guard position, no matter who's playing it, if you throw, you know, obviously Manu's getting played out. Yeah, I know he's a shooting guard, but he's playing point guard for them. You got Patty Mills, who's getting outplayed and just got slammed on by um, uh, Harris. I guess I shouldn't say slammed on. He's, Harrison slammed one of uh, uh, Patty's shots and blocked the heck out of him. It was an amazing block. And then, um, of course, Tony Parker's having a nice season, but you know Conley's putting up like 35 points last game, right? Well, so, the, and you know what? And Conley's going to outplay Parker every time, and that's fine. He's expected to. There's a reason he's getting paid $200 million. Uh-huh. But Parker has played well for what people have expected of him this season. Everybody thought this was going to be the year, like they've thought what seems like forever. You know, they, they, everybody thought this was going to be the year where Parker finally kind of dies and the, the minutes catch up to him and he gets slower. But he's been really good this series. If, if there are two players who are above reproach in this series, it has to be Kawhi Leonard and Tony Parker. I know Parker had that zero-point game the other night in game three, but outside of that, he has been great. He had, I mean, he was the reason Kawhi Leonard was even able to get his that personal run going in the game four because Parker kept them hanging around long enough for him to be able to do that. So you have to let Tony Parker play, and you kind of have to say, you know what, we, we, we're going to have to run you hard the rest of this series, and we can kind of give you a break against whoever in the next series, because their point guard just isn't as good as Mike Conley. Or if it's Westbrook or Harden, Kawhi is going to be guarding him anyway, and you're going to be able to slough off on whoever. So that's part of it. And then, you know, big men just need to play better. There's there's no way around that one. Right, right. Uh, what do you see in there from point guard play, um, Jose? Uh, on which one? On this, on this series? Uh, well, I mean, just like how Ben was <laughs> no, the, saying. Any other series, right? just not the Spurs series. Talk about any um, other. Uh, no, well, I mean, I, I, I like Tony Parker's aggressiveness. He's been right. really, I mean, 16 points per game or something like that. Well, no, it, it dropped off, right, because he scored zero, I think, in, in the last game. But, you know, that, that that's really the problem. I think he can play better at home. That's probably a way I think he needs a little bit more help. That's why I think the small lineup realistically have Aldridge and Gasol, uh, and, uh, Gasol out at the three-point line. You need to have guys inside uh, if they're going to be big men. 
because they're not really consistent shooters. They're not pure shooters. But if you have that small lineup, it can open up the you know for a pick and pop, a quicker pick and pop, something that you know what I'll I'll agree with this because I I was sort of hesitant to to agree with it. But I mean, this is where Matt Bonner is missed. You know, a quick pick and pop. You know, a quick three. Uh, he's missed. So I, I dearly miss him. Uh, well, this let's season talk about right their, don't we all? But talk about their three point game though. I mean, you, I, for for me, you're hitting it right on the head. I mean, so far in the playoffs. They're shooting almost forty percent, but that's because in their in their two wins at home, you know, friendly rim. But they're killing it. They're shooting over forty five percent from three point land. On the, and the two losses on the road, they're down to thirty five percent. I mean, that's a huge. I mean, huge swing. For those of you counting at home, that's a ten percent drop, right? Pretty massive. And then look at them from the free throw line. Mass. Destroy eighty seven percent from the free throw line in their wins. Seventy three percent from the line in their two losses. I mean, these are and. And they're averaging six less attempts in those losses. Yeah, exactly. I mean, so Tony Park. It's amazing that uh, that I, in fact, I think, think Tony's having a nice series, even though you know things didn't work out so well in the last game. I think he's having a good series for him. You love the aggressiveness. You love the way he's challenging, just like Jose. You're saying, um, but man, get to the line. Get to the line. I mean, Kawhi's killing it, obviously from uh, from the free the free throw line, but no one else. The three point percentage is really what's what's uh, bringing me down about about the Spurs right now on the road. And you know, Danny Green had a really great game, but what's what's the deal with Danny Green uh, and, and bringing up that that not just three point percentage, but um, you know, shooting at volume? Don't you want him shooting at volume? Uh, well, yeah, but if you notice the problem with him, and, and this is you know one thing that differs from the offense on the road and at home, he doesn't move a lot away, and I think that's what's throwing him off. Th- those attempts at Memphis, they're they're just him standing waiting for the ball. He's not that type of player. He has to catch and shoot. He has to move around. That's why, again, I like that small lineup. They can move around the perimeter, set screens for backdoor screens for each other, just move around, and he'll get into rhythm. That's been really his downfall with this offense where, again, they're just waiting for to see what Kawhi's going to do. And, and a lot of the time, he doesn't get the ball, you know, because, again, they're guarding him. They're sagging off of Parker or off of Gasol or Aldridge because, remember, those guys can shoot but they're not really quick releases. You know, Gasol has to bring it down, you know, then bring it up again. Uh, th- again, that's where uh, that quick pick and pop is missed. That's why, again, I think they need to go small. Of course, Pop or RC or somebody from the Spurs staff always listens to these uh, pod- or radio shows. So I think that, again, just go small. Trust me on this. I- I've repeated as a youth league uh, championship coach. I know these things, right? That qualifies me. <laughs> what are your credentials? How many championships have you guys won? <laughs> You guys exactly. don't have any championship belts. I, I get it. I get it. Um, so, but talk about uh, Danny Green a, a little bit more because I, I feel like we need to, to sit on him for a second there, Ben. I mean, he's shooting 23% from three-point land, right? It's it's not great. Not great at all. Um, you know, I, I even say it's less than ideal. But like Jose said, he's, he's not moving. He's not. And part of it is Kawhi Leonard is doing so much. His usage percentage is so high, and guys are just staring like it's Kobe. No, he's, Kawhi Leonard is willing to find you if you move and get open. He has no problem giving the ball up. Problem is he can't because none of you guys, none of these guys are moving. Just like Jose said, and Dan, and Danny Green, I've watched. He's you know he gets the ball in the corner, he gives a guy an up fake, and he goes, and he, he can usually make a nice play out of it, whether it's getting to the rim and 
getting a layup or finding someone else, but that's not really what you have him on the floor for. You have him as a pure, almost as a purely three and D guy. So if he's not hitting threes and if he's not, and if he's trying to do other things, that's not really why you have him on the floor. And that kind of defeats the purpose of having him on the floor. So part of it is get moving, find your spot, make the defense find you or get lost so that the ball can find you or, you know, find other ways to, to use him that are, that aren't ineffective. So Ben, if they're going, if if they do go small ball, and I'm assuming that you agree here with Jose, but they're, they're playing small. What's the starting five look like for San Antonio in, in a small ball lineup? I think I would I would put it how Jose described it earlier as Parker Mills Green, Kawhi Aldridge. Now I'd even be tempted to put David Lee, but I don't think he can be trusted to start the game on defense. Um, although he has gotten a lot better as the season's gone on, but that would be my five. And you're hoping somewhere there's a mismatch of speed in favor of San Antonio. And that's how they get some. That's how they get extra buckets, and they have to get out in transition when possible. If you have those three guards on the floor, there's no reason not to be out in transition along with Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, I, I would. I would agree. I, I'm always one of these guys, though, with Memphis, who always gives me a bit of heartburn because you know they're big and they play big, and they're content on on keeping their guys out there. So, I mean, what Jose? What would stop? Um, Memphis from just continuing to go really big, regardless of who who uh, San Antonio puts out there. I mean, it's making a big difference. Well, if you notice the difference is that they leak out. When San Antonio shoots, there's always somebody, I don't want to call it cherry picking because I don't think they're cherry picking, but once that shot goes up, there's always a guard just running down the floor for an easy basket, and that catches San Antonio off guard. The, the thing that, that the reason that happens is because, again, you have Gasol up there and, or you have Aldridge up there, but they're not quick enough to get back. Uh, you have a Tony Parker, but, again, he, he's never had that mentality of getting back. You always had a Matt Bonner or a Robert Ory, a Michael Finley, uh, Brent Barry, who, again, they would le- they would leak out with that uh, defender or transition offensive player. But, again, they don't have that luxury right now. That's why I think going small also will help them out defensively. They can rotate faster. They can get out on that guy uh, quicker once the shot goes up. I mean, if it's Kawhi Leonard up top, he'll get out, he'll get out faster. Danny Green faster. Patty Mills faster. Because uh, it's usually, uh, you know, a Jermichael, Jermichael Finley or a, a – a, uh, uh, I, I don't know any other guys Finley. on that. Michael Green, team. but you know it would always be like a, one of those small guards or Green or, fin, or Green, wait Green right? Jermichael Green? Did I say yeah. Finley? Whatever. Anyways, I, I don't care. Uh, but that Jermichael guy, right? He used to, he he was on the Spurs, wasn't he? Yeah. Yes, he was. But you know he, there was always somebody leaking out. I think they need to reposition it. At least put maybe Gasol at the corner, bring Danny Green out at the wing. So once that shot goes up, you just tell the guys no offensive rebounding, get back. That's what I tell all my teams. You know, all the kids don't even don't even go for the offensive rebound, get back because again that's what's really killing the Spurs. So you know little tweaks like that, going small, put the big at the corner. I think it'll help, especially especially stretch out the defense and help out with the transition uh, defense also. So. So, I like it. I, I like what I say. <laughs> Good. Uh, let's ask uh, Ben, and then we'll go kind of around the table here for 
predictions for tonight because I'll tell you right now on Bleacher Report, they still have the Spurs winning the uh, the series, but Memphis taking them to seven games. Uh, I'd love to get your predictions on the game, you know, the next game, game five, and then updated predictions on the series. So, Ben, we'll start with you. How are they going to do in game five, and then what's the series outlook for San Antonio Memphis? I have a win at home in game five. And I, I think they're right that it's going to go seven games now. I mean, the you gave the Spurs gave Memphis way too much confidence. You, they they let them win too. I know it's at home and it's the grindhouse or whatever, but you know the longer I, I saw, you know, it's it's funny because this is obvious, but the longer you know, the longer you take to beat these guys, the more likely Tony Allen is to come back and be an absolute pest on defense. Right, and you do not want that. You would much rather have Jamichael Green, who is not as experienced guarding Kawhi Leonard, or or an Aaron Harrison. And by the way, if you let Aaron Harrison beat you at anything, you you just don't deserve to win. You're just not good, okay? As someone who watched Aaron Harrison in college and despised him, that is not a person or a player you should be losing to. I'm looking at you, Patty Mills, who couldn't get the ball off the backboard quick enough to get a goaltend call. That's neither here nor there. But do not do they they can't afford to let this series run seven games, but I think it will go seven games because Memphis is going to refuse to lose at home now. Jose? Um I, I wanted to hear more about Harrison and Bornstein there. I, I feel like that feud has been building up for years. You know, like if you got him like if he cut in front of him at the checkout line at a grocery store or something, and just Ben has been holding it in for years and years. Um I say it I say it goes seven two. Uh and, and the thing is it's not a bad deal because again, the last time the Spurs went seven games against Vince Carter, if he was in Dallas, they won the championship. I know that's not good logic to use, but why the heck not? It goes seven and Spurs advance. Yeah, I, I still am thinking the Spurs advance. This doesn't really scare me. I didn't think that they were going to sweep them. Um, I didn't think that they'd get two games out of it, but I still have the Spurs closing that out in six. I think they're they're going to be a little bit nervous about that, um, about the situation right now. I think that um, if they're, I think that they're going to continue to get really predictable, great performance out of Kawhi. Uh, the rest of the guys, again, it's going to return to the mean. And these guys are going to be just fine. You're going to see scoring averages come back up. You're going to see uh, Danny Green can't shoot 23%. Uh, you know, continuing right. He's he's uh, way better than that from a career perspective. So you won't see that happening. Um, I I'm one of these guys. I'm not so sure that they should tweak with a lineup because they're better than Memphis, right? And they they should just be able to take it right to Memphis. So uh, I'm, I'm still predicting a, a Spurs win. I think they'll get it done in six games. I think Memphis won their last game of the season a couple nights ago, and that's it. Uh, guys, anything else before we close it out? Mm, I miss Ben. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for I miss you too, Jose. We, I, <laughs> you, we really missed you on the last one. You, you know what what, what what weird excuse that he gave me when, when I uh, – remember when we canceled last time? Uh, and uh, and he and Ben couldn't make it. The, 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 this is such a weak excuse because he's Jewish. Can you believe that, bro? Because he I had, had a cedar to go. Are you even cedar, Jewish, sir? Yes. Are you sure? Does I, it yes, come out of your ID? I think I need proof. Bornstein I, that's is not something clearly. you put on a driver's license, but okay. 
But, uh, you know, I mean, if your last name was Goldberg, I believe, but Bornstein, you could be Mexican. So oh. I'd like to take this moment to say goodbye to all of our sponsors, and it's been real. Uh, <laughs> we don't even have a sponsor. Oh, yeah, we do. We do. Not, not right. with that attitude. Well, that's it for this episode of the Spurs Cast. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at the Spurs Cast. Catch up with Jose at JRG1023. Me, I'm at RyanMC underscore PS. Ben, where can these guys find you? I am at the underscore Boomstein. Follow him. Follow any of the Project Spurs folks at Project Spurs. Head on over to ProjectSpurs.com. Jose, Ben, thank you guys. And you listeners, you are welcome. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.